fear. I think fear of artificial intelligence and more specifically artificial general intelligence is what's really driving this huge focus on what the hell's going on with Sam Altman and OpenAI and everybody that is part of this whole artificial intelligence movement. There are so many companies that have been in the machine learning, artificial intelligence realm, but not any to the level of the exposure OpenAI has. And that's because of ChatGPT when they actually went to market with something where the general public is like, this is actually usable. A lot of companies are taking those GPT models, adapting it to their own narrow form factor of exactly what it needs, whether or not it's in the fitness realm or any sort of business realm, like the way that Microsoft has included it now in a lot of their Office 365. I think it's actually just beta right now, but it's fear. That seems to be the prevailing theory of the ousting of Sam Altman by the OpenAI board. Now, if you don't know anything about OpenAI in the past, in I believe 2018, it was actually funded initially by Elon Musk and he was part of the system, but there was some sort of differences as far as how the company's going to make money and the philosophical differences of Elon Musk and Sam Altman. And the book Walter Isaacson came out with of Elon Musk, fantastic read. I highly recommend it. Walter Isaacson's a fantastic biographer. He's done also the biography that I love on Steve Jobs. Uh, he's done one on Ben Franklin, Albert Einstein, uh, just a whole number of people. And I want to go back to a 2013 birthday party that Elon Musk had in Napa Valley, and in which there was a debate between him and Larry Page, one of the co-founders of Google. Uh, Page pushed back on the ideas of what Musk was saying about the safeguards that need to be built into artificial intelligence that, you know, we don't want it to fully replace humans and we just got to be very careful about it. But then Page, and this is page 241 of the Isaacson book, accused Musk of being a speciest, someone who was biased in favor of their own species, and in this case of the human race over artificial intelligence. And Musk responded... Well, yes, I am pro-human. I fucking love, or sorry, I fucking like humanity, dude. And that was a divergence. Apparently, Musk and Larry Page were both friends. They had worked together on a number of projects, and this became a divergence to this day that they just don't get along. And it's just this philosophical belief of how artificial intelligence should be developed and furthered into the integration of our human ecosystem. And again, that's that's what apparently is the prevailing theory of what's going on between, again, Sam Altman and OpenAI. So if I go to this tweet that I, I kind of find a little disturbing, and I'm pulling it up now uh, if you're listening, and it's a Sam Altman tweet from October 24th of 2023. I expect AI to be capable of superhuman persuasion well before it is superhuman at general intelligence, which may lead to some very strange outcomes. Uh, This moral disgusting, some memes about, you know, kind of cringe, just a whole bunch of, you know, why? Is, Is this the right thing to do? It leads you to that Jurassic Park quote where Jeff Goldblum's character says, just because we can, does that mean we should? And 
that's kind of where we're at with OpenAI and this whole worry. The, the move towards what is known from the narrow artificial intelligence of which GPT has some functionality in that realm to artificial general intelligence. There's a great paper that I found by Google DeepMind, which is their artificial intelligence arm, and related to that whole Larry Page versus Elon Musk debacle debate about the philosophy of how artificial intelligence should be developed. Elon actually tried to prevent Larry Page from purchasing DeepMind. Elon was willing to overpay. Ultimately, Google won, and that's kind of what you see now with their barred version of the GPT and what they've developed. And there's a great framework as far as the differences between where we're at now with artificial intelligence. But first, I want to find, there's a quote in here regarding the risks. Here it is. Here's the risks of this development towards what's known as artificial general intelligence. Lastly, AGI, artificial general general intelligence, is viewed by some as a concept for identifying the point when there are extreme risks, as some speculate that AGI systems might be able to deceive and manipulate. And sorry, let me pull this up for people that are actually watching. Uh, As some speculate that AGI systems might be able to deceive and manipulate, accumulate resources, advance goals, behave agentically, outwit humans in broad domains, displace humans from key roles, and or recursively self-improved. I mean, that's some Skynet stuff, right? Like, you, the risk, and numerous people have praised the storyline of Terminator as ridiculous as some of the aspects of it may seem, but the ultimate story is what Skynet is, what the Terminator plot is. Artificial intelligence has grown to a point where it has its own goals. It's behaving on its own agency. It is doing this in spite or around humans. Humans just become, you know, just animals, potentially obstacles. So if, Artificial general intelligence decides that their goals would be furthered by the removal or extinction of humanity as Musk thinks there's a risk. Like, I I don't believe he thinks it's a high risk, but if it's not 0%, then it's still something that people need to keep top of mind, right? Like, you don't want to hear 1% that artificial intelligence is going to evolve to the point to to the extinction of humans, right? That that is something that you just want to get down to 0%. And that, yeah, that, that's the plot. Like, so in, in terms of Terminator, the uprising, the machine uprising is because humans are an obstacle to their advancement of their own goals and everything else. So that's, that's the big, big scare. Now, if I go to page six, we'll get a better understanding. Here it is of exactly what the levels of, artificial general intelligence versus this narrow scope of artificial intelligence at where we're at now. So there's level zero, level one, emerging, level two, competent, level three, expert, level four, virtuoso, and then level five, superhuman, which is the Sam Altman quote. And that superhuman is defined as outperforms 100% of humans. In a narrow scope, I think a notable tool right now is called Stockfish. It is a chess analysis tool where it shows the most optimal moves. And it's actually 
doing it, it's doing the analysis in a way that chess players, grandmasters are evaluating moves that they otherwise wouldn't deem to be the right moves. Like if you're sacrificing certain pieces and instances that historically the, you know, strategy would just make it more akin to not do such. But because of this big brain model that a tool like Stockfish could do, we're finding new adaptations to the game of chess that hasn't been done in hundreds of years. And if we look at, so the narrow, narrow artificial intelligence for people that are listening and can't see this clearly scopes task or set of tasks. General intelligence is a wide range of non-physical tasks, including metacognitive abilities like learning new skills. So at level zero, no artificial intelligence, uh, narrow non-AI would be calculator software compiler, general non-AI, human in the loop, computing, um, Amazon, mechanical Turk. Level one emerging, equal to or somewhat better than an unskilled human. Um, And then emerging AGI, Artificial general intelligence is where we're at. We have chat GPT, we have BARD, and we have just any sort of like chat artificial intelligence function. We have not reached, according to this paper, the level of two competent, something that is at least 50th percentile of skilled adults. So when something's created, that means it could potentially replace in their skill set 50% of the skilled adults in the realm that that AGI is actually functioning in. And that that's pretty scary. That's a big worry for a lot of people being displaced by some sort of software program. The level three expert, at least 90th percentile of skilled adults. Now, now you're talking about displacing 90%. And then level four, virtuoso, 99th percentile, and then superhuman, 100%. Like there's no human on this planet that can function to the level of this AGI. Artificial so it actually, on this chart, it goes from AGI, artificial general intelligence, to artificial super intelligence. Not yet achieved of this date. But just the way that things are skyrocketing in terms of the development of these GPT models is crazy. Because now we're able to use these GPT models to further the advancement of their own GPT models. And now we're just getting in some insane realms. Now, there was another table here, uh, autonomy levels. Let's see if this, pull this up if you're looking. Um, autonomy level zero, no AI. Okay, oh, so, so this is different autonomy levels separate from the previous table that I was looking at. So no AI, human does everything. Um, AI is a tool, human f- fully controls tasks and uses AI to automate mundane subtasks. Autonomy level two, AI is a consultant, takes on a substantive substantive role, but only when invoked by a human. Level three, AI is a collaborator, co-equal, human-AI collaboration, interactive coordination of goals and tasks. Uh, AI is an expert, AI drives interaction, human provides guidance and feedback or performs subtasks. And then AI is an agent, is the fully autonomous AI. So there's multiple ways that people are looking at it in order to reach a risk assessment of how this affects everything. And this is a fantastic paper by DeepMind. Um, The paper's called, and I'll put a link in the description, Levels of AGI Operationalizing Progress on the Path to Artificial General Intelligence. And it's just the worry. It's become less of a tech 
discussion and more of a philosophical discussion. And this is all speculation as well as far as, is this why the board ousted Sam Altman, that he was not being forthright and presenting exactly how far the advancement has come towards that artificial general intelligence. Now, Microsoft is eating this up. The Microsoft CEO was able to circumvent any sort of regulatory issues of acquiring a company like uh, OpenAI or even trying to trying to poach someone like Sam Altman and he just gobbled, gobbled them all up because OpenAI, the GPT models have become such an important infrastructure in their Azure stacks as far as how Microsoft is seeing their next iterations of cloud computing and Office 365 that it is now where the operating system windows becomes the artificial intelligence and then all these programs become co-pilots. It's just... Maybe the fact that there's a narrow scope that Microsoft has, they'll keep it at bay. But also, Google is not doing that. Microsoft may not doing that. I mean, we're talking about two tech titans. And if they're wanting to beat one another, you know, my rocket is bigger than yours, then how far are they going to take it before it gets too far down the realm of artificial general intelligence when then you can't actually, you know, reel the bull back in the barn. Like that's, that's the biggest worry. And this isn't anything new as far as artificial intelligence is going to be the big key to, to wealth, to, a company absolutely dominating. I mean, in 2017, I remember hearing Mark Cuban talk about this in this quote on CNBC. I am telling you the world's first trillionaires are going to come from somebody who masters artificial intelligence and all its derivatives and applies it in ways we never thought of. Well, with artificial general intelligence, we definitely, I don't even think the creator is going to be able to adapt it in ways they ever thought of because if it becomes that super intelligent, autonomous structure or whatever, then it's going to be operating in ways that we just didn't expect it. And that again, that's, that's the scary worry for a lot of individuals. So that is really like the latest on what the hell could potentially be going on. Um, looking through my notes here just to see if there's anything else that was covered. Um, nope. That appears to be it. So who knows? Like the danger with OpenAI being a private company is that we they don't have to disclose to the public what's going on internally, what discussions were had. I find it incredibly hard to believe that a board of intelligent individuals that would make up a company as advanced, as knowledgeable with the level of expertise as OpenAI would make some sort of rash decision to oust someone so public as Sam Altman in a company that is just, you know, a notable household name in the zeitgeist. There had to be something else, but the dangers if they were a public company was then they're akin to shareholders and they have to drive revenue for those individuals independent of their own needs and philosophical differences. So 
Again, that, that's the danger of them going now to a Microsoft who is a publicly traded company who has obligations to shareholders to continually drive revenue. I mean, even just the announcement of Sam Altman and his associates going over to Microsoft drove up the stock. And they have to keep reiterating, keep making new products and just keep trying to dominate the market. So now again, you have Google and you have Microsoft leading the way in this artificial intelligence realm. I don't know if you're watching, I just saw some sparks. I don't know why that happened. So (laughs) I apologize. Anywho, uh, you know, as more becomes disclosed, I'm sure we'll find out or maybe nothing ever is, but, but the fear at this moment is, artificial general intelligence and what the hell that's going to look like in the future. If you like this episode, hit that like button. Give me your thoughts on everything that's going on. Maybe you heard something different. Maybe you have a different opinion on artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence. I would love to know in the comments and thank you so much for watching as always.